Boom shakalaka. It's Thursday. I'm Fred McMurray. Got the applause less than 18 seconds. It's 2 p.m. Pacific, which this means this has to be... Sometimes it's rough to be a sizing crazy man. (laughs) Sometimes it's just tough to be around this crazy man. Well, that's why we're having a show about women today. Hallelujah. (laughs) When they become too much trouble, you just weed. Weed, weed, weed. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) So, Kristen, how are you today? You got a big day. You know, it is a big day today. There's a lot of stuff going on. Everything was like under the gun, super like, oh my gosh, it's a typical day. Like for all women, right? Don't we all feel like that? Yeah, pretty much always. Every day is like Um, a hair on fire day. (laughs) It is. Then you get to do this. And then you're speaking, um, we're doing a pre record on our NABO panel for women in franchising. Yeah, that's really fun. I've never done that before. You get to be all women all afternoon. That's exciting. If you're worried about your hair lighting on fire, wear a hat. Or don't have any hair. That's right. Yeah, I can. And that's why I wear a hat. So no one can tell I have no hair. Yeah. You're lucky you're like fire retardant. (laughs) Like pajamas. Fire retardant. Nah, see, I've always, people have always claimed that I'm like napalm on a, a fire. Turns it into a mm-hmm. raging inferno. So I'd go with that one before anything else. Well, enough about you, Fred. Anyway, so today is going to be a great day. And tomorrow, even better, right, Elizabeth? Because tomorrow is like the big... It is the big reveal of the Pillars yeah. of Franchising Magazine. So... We are quite excited, um, and a couple of people on this show have been contributing. Uh, Michelle wrote us a great article. Our theme is about making a difference, franchises that are making a difference in the world um, through their businesses. So Michelle wrote us up a great article about cause marketing. David wrote us up um, about leadership and how giving helped his business turn a corner. So we have a lot of great contributors. That are some familiar names. We've got Nancy Friedman, uh, Michelle, Kelly Kruger, Susan Scott, uh, Michael Ionuzzi, and one who is our legal uh, contributor who also has some special news for himself. Do I get to say his name? I hope he's listening. Harold. Yes. Harold, are you out there? You gotta say hi to Harold Kestenbaum. And why are we Harold. giving him a shout out, Kristen? He- you know, he is just like a world of information. So if you are somebody out there who's looking to start a franchise, it's from, I mean, like you have a business and you want to turn it into a franchise, so you want to become a franchisor. He has 
the list of every single thing you need to do to cross your T's and dot your I's. And, and he and I are working on something. We're consulting with somebody right now who wants to do that. And then a wealth of information. So, hey, Harold, this one's out for you. It's a birthday celebration like no other. <laughs> and I have to say, And believe it or not, they actually sing better than we all do. Yes. Amen to that. Thanks for to him. Yes. I, I now that's going to be stuck in my head. I'm going to be remembering Harold all evening. Yes. And it's so much better than having to listen to our little quartet that we try to do for birthdays. So I think that has to be our new birthday. Um, absolutely. Ours is an utter failure. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I can attest as being a victim of the singing last month. I can yeah. attest. That that I would have preferred, and I can guarantee you, Harold has never gotten a birthday greeting like that before. <laughs> oh. The question is, does he want one like that? <laughs> Doesn't well, matter. <laughs> so what you're saying is, um, by us singing to you, you felt like you were victimized? Who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, enough about you, Fred. Let's move along. <laughs> How do we keep bringing it back to Fred on an all-woman show? And Fred keeps getting in the way. No. Go. Go figure. Yes. Okay, Oz. We're moving along without you. How about that? All right. We got anything else on this segment of the show, or should we move along to our guests? Well, my Starbucks has arrived. So I think that means let's move along to our guests. All right, and away we go. Ooh, yay. One, two, three. Oh, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, but we always have to have a, remember, the show was born out of the idea of men are stupid, women know everything, so they had to explain things to them. So therefore, if that's mm. true, we have to have a male for the women to tell what life is about and used to be there were two victims on it which was ray and i but because i get to be oz i get to run and hide behind everything okay well i'm certainly not complaining ray because of all the men that we could have on the show you would be the most pleasant to have <laughs> so thank well, you for joining us ray I, well you know the secret to a great marriage right I <laughs> do tell. We all, all inquiring minds want to know. Okay. Uh, and those words are, you're right, 
I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Suppose <laughs> that. You're that's right. It, that's it. You're, yeah, I mean, so you, don't have to, you don't have to memorize it. Your <laughs> husband does. I just have to recite that when I get home. Like, <laughs> you know the problem here is that you don't know the six magic words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Excellent. So would you please do us the honors of introducing our lovely ladies who are joining us today? I will. I, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Sam Regis. Welcome to the show, Sam. And Sam is Next Generation Great Clips franchisee. And she has graduated from St. Ambrose University in 2009 with a degree in forensic psychology. Oh, wow. Hair cutting and forensics. <laughs> well, it's close. It's close, you know. Hey, After- Sam, we have a franchise to sell you. Okay. That's hot. <laughs> So after exploring her field, she had the unexpected opportunity to join her family with Great Clips franchise working part-time on marketing and advertising. In December of 2010, she began working full-time in the franchise in operations. Oh, that's that's the tough part. (laughs) You should have stayed in advertising. (laughs) Yes. Now my brother-in-law does that. So what was I thinking? (sighs) Oh, Yeah. yeah. Operations part, that's the first part I gave up. I don't blame you. <laughs> that's hard. All right. So then uh, uh, we have Kelly. Okay. Kelly Krampowitz. Did I pronounce that correctly? Krampus. Say it again. Krampus. Two syllables. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kelly is uh, has been franchising in the world for 20 years, and she is most recently employed by Home Franchise Concepts, a parent company to seven home service brands, most notably Budget Blinds, a custom window coverings company with 1,300 locations across the North North America. During her time with uh, uh, HF. As she held the titles of Vice President of HFS Marketing, VP of HFS Franchise Relations, and VP of Franchise Operations for Budget Blinds. As HFS acquired brands and, uh, and was also sold and purchased several times her, itself, her role iterated to the needs of the parent company. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. So, and then, who else? Oh, I can't believe you're saying who else. <laughs> Michelle. She controls your social media destiny. Yes, Michelle Rumpel. Rumpel. Michelle, are you there? <laughs> She's on mute. I am here. Yes. Yes, right. I am. Hello, hello. Uh, I. You know what? I'm going to... Ask Michelle because I've known Michelle now as long as I've known, and uh, I'm going to ask her how her role has changed with West Fine, which <laughs> you know uh, I've used West Fine uh, for the past <laughs> years, yeah, with great success, and and so Michelle, hi, <laughs> thanks, Fred. Yeah, uh, Michelle Rumple, I'm owner of Westline, we're a marketing and web design company, and we help franchisees and franchises with digital marketing, uh, 
Yes, we were formerly formerly MediaVine Marketing, so but we are now Westvine. We have been for the last couple of years, and we're on the central. We're based on the central coast of California, but we're you know we help people all over the place. So. You know, I love the Thank whiteboard, um, the whiteboard commercials that you do for us. They are <laughs> so whiteboard cute. animations are fun. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. Cool. absolutely. And I know that um, you have the crazy job. I've tried to like keep up with you because you do some of my stuff too. And so I'm like, okay, oh no, I have to figure out how do I do Twitter and how do I do um, what's that one with the pictures? See, I don't even know what it's called. Um, what is it called? Like I look at on my phone. Uh, Instagram. That one? Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Or Pinterest or yeah. 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 I get my kids confused. Like they call it Snapchat and I'm like, what is that snapper thing you're doing? Right. That's how much I know about social media. And so having someone like you for someone like <laughs> me is so helpful. I can't keep up with it all. So, yeah. And speaking with keeping up with things, that's actually a really great lead in because, um, today we're really talking about, um, in, not just today. I mean, today, let's just face it, like the last, since 2020 to today, what used to be hard has become straight up horrific, if you ask me, in terms of how can women possibly have it all? How do we do it all? How do we manage it all? And, um, you know, one of the things, one of the things we talked about and what we're going to talk about today is how do we get control of all this, right? So everybody here is involved in business at, at higher level, whether it be with one franchise, whether it be with two. Kelly, obviously, you know, you've had this several roles in which you were over multiple different aspects. Um, we go home, we have kids, we have families. Sam, we just talked before the show, right? You've got a younger child at home. Yes, managing two, yes, and you're managing 36 franchises. Mm-hmm. Wow. So tell me, how do you, like, contain that all? How do you mentally put it all together? So a couple of things. I think one thing is it takes a village, right? Like, I think that you, we, we kind of have always heard, or at least I have sort of always heard this concept, but it does. It takes a village. And, you know, I'm fortunate to be in a family business where I can have some flexibility and I can kind of lean on my family in, in other ways. Um, but my husband also has some flexibility and, and, and does what he can to try and help out. Um, I was just saying, you know, in this world that we're all living in, there's a lot of overwhelming levels of work necessary to be done. And so him and I both have found times where it seems like once a week, we each are working late one night, right? So, you know, last night was his night, tonight's my night. Um, And we just try and do the best we can and also know that there's still going to be work to be done tomorrow, even if I work late tonight, you know? And the other thing that I will say is I, at the beginning of having my kids while being in this business and being in operations, as Ray was referencing earlier, you know, I felt a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt about not being, um, you know, being busy while I was at home or having to ask for help, which we as women a lot of times don't do very well uh, and those kinds of things. And I found that I had to change my mindset. So when we bought 10 Great Clips franchises in Nebraska, which they're about four to six hours away from where I live, I was going out there at least once a month, sometimes twice a month for a couple of days at a time. And I was feeling really guilty about it. And I started talking to my kids differently about the fact that mommy was going to help other people. Um, And so instead of using that frame of mommy has to go to work 
all yeah. the time. I was trying to reframe that for them to help them understand that, like, yes, I'm going to work, but the reason that I'm doing that is because I want to help the people that are needing help or wanting help or those kinds right. of things. So, you know, I think that it's a balance, and I, I will also be honest. There have been times that it's been a huge struggle, and I actually found myself going to therapy every once in a while. I'm kind of a chatty kind of person, and so it was crazy when I started going. It just dawned on me that, like, why haven't I always been doing this? And in, in fact, most of the time, it's just me getting stuff off my chest, you know? Right? We're not solving anything. I'm just, like, talking about things, and sometimes I'm like, wow, that sounded a lot different when I said it out loud. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And it's funny that you talk about um, just needing to get it off your chest because um, Elizabeth and I have, um, she turned me on to this Marco Polo thing, right? And so now like every night we're like, oh my God, you're not going to believe what happened. And we'll sit there with our glass of wine. And sometimes we choose the funny voices, right? And it's such a relief just to be able to talk to somebody else who's in the same position as you are. And I think that's what makes, um, kind of specifically franchising that way because a lot of you are going through even if it's not the same business model it's all the small business chaos and you can really talk to each other about oh my gosh this day has just been like insane and we've just been having a blast with it and I think she only taught it to me like last week or something I'm like oh my gosh listen to this I'm showing my dad how you make macho voice and it's the cheapest therapy I've ever had it's fantastic so well Krista, I love that you said that because that's one thing I'm very fortunate and great clips with is that we have our franchise community is so well connected with each other and we lean on each other so much. Um, yeah. And even with our corporate office and those kinds of things, we just, we don't see anybody else as the enemy, right? We, we, we understand that corporate is here to help us and we are here to help each other. So I think it's huge. I think you're absolutely right. Finding a network outside of your day to day is, is very important. Yeah, absolutely. Kelly, how about you? Because um, you have children as well, right? I do. I do. When I started in franchising, I had no children. Um, and then, you know, my children were young. Um, I changed roles a couple of times to allow me the flexibility. I worked for a franchise consultant when they were very young, and it afforded me the, again, the flexibility that was needed. Um, right. And when I went back uh, full-time at the home franchise concept, you know, it was interesting. It was an adjustment. It was more than just, you know, school started in September and we all had to figure out a routine. Yeah. You know, together. It was a little rocky. But um, to Sam's point, it really does take a village. You know, yes, they do have a father. You know, he has a full-time job as well. But really taking advantage of the other working moms. You know, we got yeah. our schedules together. We figured out carpool so that we could all participate in, you know, pick up, drop off, whatever it was, you know, I was fortunate to have the flexibility, the office was close to the house to be able to do some of those lunches with the kids, you know, bring them lunch and stuff and participate in those things. And like Sam had a conversation, you know, about what does this mean and, you know, and as this is picked up, but as my career grew, so did the children, and it worked out well in terms of, you know, as I started to travel a bit more, they were becoming more independent. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think that's such an interesting point because you're, so you didn't have your children until after you bought your franchise and I bought my franchise or got into the industry, right? And so I bought my franchise as my kids were very young. And then right after we opened our franchise, oops, here comes surprise number three, you know? And so it's so different today 
Um, and kind of like you said, so this week, because it's been so chaotic and with these shortages of staff, I've worked insane hours. I keep going, oh my gosh, I feel like it's 2008 all over again. But the biggest difference is I don't have a nanny at home taking care of my kids. I don't have my mom flying in trying to deal with the kids so that I can work. I can actually say, hey, sit down, go do your homework, give yourself something for dinner, and they can do it. And I'm like, oh, finally, you know, and I think that's great. No, I was going to say, though, I think it's like anything, whether it's business or your family, the time you put in early, you know, with your kids, you build that foundation. My my kids had good um, a good routine where they did their homework when they got home from school, whether I was there or not, right? So that yeah. was instilled in them when they were younger. They learned how to do their laundry. I will tell you one of my proudest moments were when both of my kids went to college was looked around their dorm room and found the laundry room in the dormitory was figuring out how they were going to hang dry some of their clothes. Not everything was <laughs> into the dryer together. And I, to this day, that is probably hands down one of my proudest moments work or, or family so, so i i totally feel like a failure now because my kids <laughs> i'm convinced do not know that clothes actually go on a hanger <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late never too late <laughs> yeah i'm like wow your kids know about hang drying clothes like the whole hanging clothes part is missed in my house completely <laughs> that's awesome so, Michelle, you and I met way back in 2007 at one of those fun little networking things, trying to figure out how we were all going to help each other grow. And your business has really changed, too. Not only has it grown and evolved, but then you had to make a move, right? Yeah. In the Midwest of <laughs> California. So, tell me what yeah. that was like in terms of the, the pressure and balancing all of your priorities and things. Yeah, well, you know, the world of marketing has definitely uh, evolved, to say the least, over the last yeah. few years. Uh, you know, we used to even make a distinction between um, social media marketing and traditional marketing. Now it's just marketing, right? I mean, there's yeah. no, I don't even know if we need to even say anymore, like, social media marketing or digital marketing. So it's just all one big, it's all marketing, and um, it seems like it just kind of, the changes just happen daily. And so trying to, to stay on top of all of that is is daunting to say the least, just like all of you who own franchises, you know, things change all the time. You, I'm sure, you know, fran your franchisor says, hey, we're gonna start using a different uh, customer management program. Yay, guess, you know, you guys yeah. all get to learn that now. And you're going, oh, okay, well, we just got used to the last one, but all right, that's great. Right. Um, so yeah, keeping up on technology is is daunting. But yeah, then move, making the move from uh, you know Illinois to California was interesting. There was a period of time there where we were selling our house and doing a lot of back and forth and between and trying to manage all of that uh, with the breakneck speed of marketing was yeah it was pretty challenging. You know, I didn't it didn't work out for me personally to have children, but um, you have friends. Yeah, I, I do have uh, my husband who who can be challenging, um, yeah. uh, to say the least. Yeah, and uh, and I have nieces uh, that fortunately live really close by, so I actually get to have a hand in helping with their picking them up from school and stuff like that. So that's yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, but I feel like you know, for me, my business is kind of my child because again, just the fast paced pace changes that are happening all the time. That's the only yeah. That's the only equivalency I can find. 
you know, it, it, again, in the playing ground got a little, a, a little bit better balance, you know, so that if somebody, if there was a child crawling on the lap or a baby crying and the same happens with pets, it's, it, I don't know, people got more accepting, it balanced, yeah. it, I don't know what the word is, but um, that's kind of what I noticed. And in talking with our franchise owners and supporting them as well, so much of the conversation, you know, you'll hop on a call to answer a question or give advice on a business matter, and the conversation segues to just, I'm going to say emotional support of that franchise yeah. owner. spent many a call listening and helping a franchise owner, a wife, a mother, who, you know, is late to pick up or in a parking lot waiting for their child, stressed out because, they, you know, somebody left a position, they can't fill yeah. a position, whatever that is, and just offering advice. Yeah, totally. And, you know, Ray, you're, you're a business owner, and I know you have just recently had grandkids come into the picture in the last couple of years, and you've got your daughter-in-law working in the business. I mean, what are your thoughts on being able to, what do you do to help her balance it all? Well, I, I think one of the things uh, I want to mention to you, uh, uh, Kristen, is I've always wondered how in the world you do it and, and, uh, and, uh, with baseball and hockey and, and uh, you know, <laughs> all the other sports. And then and then you have the business to run. And now you're the host of Pillars of Franchising. You know, this it's in, incomprehensible. I would have a huge brain craze. <laughs> yeah, I call them migraines. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And what I've come to realize is that women can handle much more than men. So, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we're different, right? Like, so I think Michelle, you said it, and and I always try to I try to put in my head that it's like eating an elephant, right? It's one bite at a time, and I find that compartmentalizing when I'm completely overwhelmed, and maybe a little glass of wine too. Um, and a couple of little Marco Polos with, with uh, Elizabeth, right? I have to like stop and just regroup because it's really easy to think of like right now, I, I'm not thinking of it. Well, now I am. I wasn't a second ago, literally a second ago. I was not thinking about baseball tomorrow, but you know, I already know in my head, I'm going to okay, tomorrow's baseball practice. I have a doubleheader on Saturday, a doubleheader on Sunday, and I have two hockey games on Sunday afternoon. Like that's going in my head. Right. And then, by tomorrow morning, my payroll has to be done. So tonight, after this show, I do the next show, and then either late tonight or early tomorrow, I have to get payroll right away, right? Like, so I'm already thinking. I've already compartmentalized those things. I know David and I need to have a meeting early next week with a lawyer, and, like, that's just how I go, right? And people are like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm not the only one. It's like the, it's like the little, um, I want to call it a squirrel. He's not a squirrel. He's the little um, thing, the whatever, guinea pig or whatever, on the wheel in my head. It just keeps running, right? <laughs> and my mouth kind of follows suit. But, but you're one of those business owners that we're talking about, right? Here you are. You've got all women that work for you. And yeah. they're all like us. Yeah, all, all, all women except my son. Right. Uh, who works in, this, uh, in, in the accounting department, and he's pretty much reserved. But one of, one of the interesting things, I came from an industry where uh, I managed men in the technical field. And it was very, it's very cut and dried. I mean, either you want to work or you don't want to work. Uh, you know, I don't care about your personal <laughs> life. You know? mm -hmm. when, when I took over the, uh, when I started the franchise, 
You are somewhat involved in everybody's business. <laughs> Whether you want to be or not. Whether you want to be or not. And and that's okay. I don't mind it. But it, I think that was probably one of the biggest shocks for me. And I, and I just want to tell a little, a little short story, which I've told on the air before. I asked one of my employees one time, what's the best part of your day? And I'm thinking, oh, it's when I get home with my children. Uh-huh. No, it's when I come to work because <laughs> uh, I'm, talking, I'm talking with other women and having, you know, a good time. And when I get home, well, then there's cooking dinner, cleaning the house, you know, and preparing all the children's uh, homework. And, you know, yeah. it gets pretty hectic. It's so, kind of like that's when your second job begins. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, so that was kind of a shocker for me because here again, I was expecting her to say, yeah, when I get home, no, <laughs> it's when yeah, I come yeah. to, you know, and then of course, uh, with, with ladies in, 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 the, in the business, it's, there's a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, gossip? Yes. Yes. The gossip. Yeah, the gossip. But you know, it's part of the part of the industry, part of uh, who we are. And and once once you get over that, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent. We're going to take a quick break, but when I come back, I want to ask our panel of lovely ladies, what do you do for fun outside of work, outside of family commitments? Like, how do you just kind of get yourself back together? What's the one thing that is, as I call it, my it's my sanity. So, Fred, why don't you take us to a break and we'll come back and talk about what we do to get our wits about us. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or Westvine with a Y dot com. Okay. So, Sam, let's start with you. What do you do to kind of, I'll call it harness your chi, right? <laughs> Get your act together. Yeah. So, I will tell you, I might... I might cheat in this answer because you said like outside of family responsibilities and things, and I'll have to be honest, my kids are both involved in dance and um, dance momming is okay. like my jam. Okay. So uh, even last, dance mom? I would be a terrible dance mom. Yeah. No, like I love it. We have actually one of the other dance moms is similar to you where she was just like, I don't know if I can be a dance mom. And I was like, come on, it's okay. Let's do this. It's will be fine. Um, 
So no, I think that it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And last, uh, the other night I actually made a decision. I was like, okay, I could go to the office while they're in dance, but like, then I have to sacrifice the dance momming. So, you know, we go to a local Mexican place while they're in dance and we have a little beverage or two, have some chips and salsa and hang out, but it's fun. Cause we also get to go on dance competition weekends and things like that together. So I, I think that's kind of cheating though, because you said the family thing, but yeah. I don't know. That's a good time for me. And the other thing I've kind of brought my kids into is we're like musical and Disney and like musical theater obsessed. And awesome. so anytime we get a chance to like sit down and watch Come From Away or Hamilton or something like that together oh, and, and just Hamilton sing and is, dance. Yeah. yeah, Hamilton is awesome. I, yeah. yeah. We can watch yeah. that all, all day long. Yeah. There are times where I'm driving to or from work and I'm just like jamming because it's the only way to keep my brain off of whatever I'm getting ready to do or have just done. <laughs> awesome. Kelly, how about you? Like what do you what's your what's your sanity check? Um yeah, I was thinking about this. So, you know, there's alcohol. But I think that's pretty much anyone in franchising, right? So that's probably not anything creative. Um, you know, I live in Southern California. We've got great weather. So, I mean, you can go down to the beach, you can go in the backyard, walk around outside, pretty much 365 days a, a year. Um, so, I try to take advantage of that. And again, I, you know, I'm a born and raised Midwesterner, but I've been out here long enough that I was talking to somebody earlier. I think that <laughs> I call it the hippy dippy lifestyle. I think it's starting to seep into me. I started meditating. Oh, yeah. Um, and I will find that really helps when things get crazy. I, yeah. you know, meditating is kind of like an old friend, right? So I will get get into the habit of doing it. Things, things are going good. Right. You know, I depart from it. Um, and then when things get crazy, I come back to it. But that really has been a great sanity check for me. You know, so many people are doing that. And so, so I'm one of those people who, like, my husband always, so I started the whole yoga thing, I have to say, officially on the record, not like officially like ever for everyone, but like in my family. And it was because we did yoga and beer at the brewery on Sunday mornings. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing. And I went home and bragged about it. And the next thing I know, every day now, my husband's like, um, I'm going to go to hot yoga. And I get so resentful because I'm like, you know what? You suck. I'm the one who should be going to yoga. I thought of the idea. I am busted at work. And you're like, well, I'm leaving the office now. I'm going to go to yoga. And I'm like ready to rip the throat out because I'm thinking, how dare you get time for yourself and I don't get it for mine, for me, you know, like I get super resentful and I tried to do the whole meditation. And as soon as I closed my eyes, it was like one kid ran through my brain, oh, baseball, okay, don't forget. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot to call the customer back. And so meditating was really hard. I mean, that is probably one of the greatest disciplines to keep your mind clear. I can see Ray shaking his head like that was difficult because exactly like you when I started I started with my timer at like four minutes just to you know start small it felt like four hours four hours so it's you know I've increased my time I'm proud to say but it is difficult yeah well and I have to say I'm not even gonna like bring this to Michelle because I already know that she lives down south like you and so I don't even like to acknowledge the fact that you guys are where my number one meditation place is, is like Southern California, right? That is, that's my happy place. Mm-hmm. I need that sand and the sun and the smell of the salt air. Like that's where I go. And I don't know, it might've been Fred who told me, but somebody had said to me, 
The best thing about standing at the ocean, I'm sure it was you for a few years back. The best thing about standing at the edge of the ocean is that all your problems are always behind you. Yep. Because oh, no matter funny. what ocean edge you're standing at, right, everything's behind you. And I thought, oh, my God. So now when I do that, I get to, I'm lucky enough to go to the ocean. That's exactly what I think about. Like, I look out there at the waves and the water, and there's nothing that I need to really think about because it's all behind me. So with yeah. that, I'm going to take us to the next Wait, commercial time, break. Time out, okay, time out, time out. One, Elizabeth hasn't gotten to ask a question, and two, we're not. Oh, I didn't know she was going to. I didn't even know I was on the street until I popped in all of a sudden. I'm all sneaky today. And two, oh, there you are. It's not. We're not in Southern California. We're in Central California. Southern California is bat crap crazy. So Northern California too. I love San Diego. Are you kidding me? I feel I feel like someone's super jealous that they're not in Southern California right now. That's believe me, I am not. Elizabeth, your brilliant question for our our Mm -hmm. franchise professionals. Okay, so when Kelly and I were getting ready for this show when I called her, one of the things we talked about was seasons of life in terms of a lot of people say you can have it all, but not all at one time, which I kind of am a believer. And I would not have written a book when my children were toddlers. I would not have launched a magazine when they were in middle school. I mean, things sort of fall into your life when you have bandwidth and and the availability. So, So my question for you all is, including you, Kristen, what is in the next season of your life? What do you, what transition do you see coming or what are you looking forward to in the next season of your life, both either professionally or personally? Who are you starting with? Let's start with Kelly. Um, yeah, we talked about this a couple of days ago. So I am, I'm starting a new position next week um, with a new brand. Stay tuned. Um, and I'm super excited about it. You know, it's one of those that you don't realize, and, you know, the experiences that you're gaining when you're at the, in the trenches, if you will, you don't realize how transferable they are, you know, until you have the opportunity to take what you've learned and apply it. So I'm so excited about that. And the, the discussion that Elizabeth and I had is, you know, I had, I spent, you know, a good couple of months thinking about, you know, do I do consulting, you know, do that for a while, you know, uh, you know, take that time going forward. Um, with companies, whatever it was, you know, just again, while I'm meditating, you know, at the ocean and, you know, I realized that I'm much better in a team atmosphere that I enjoy the people who work, the work is great. The work pays me, uh, you know, I understand, you know, a PL statement. But for me, it is the connection that I make with people and that opportunity to support those franchise owners. Yeah. And I just have a greater opportunity to do that with a brand. And it's taken me kind of, you know, starting out in franchising with no children, having small children, working for a consultant for a while, coming back to a brand, you know, that whole ebb and flow um, to realize that for right now, this is, this is where I'm best. This is what fulfills me. Yeah. And you know, and, and it kind of fuels my passion, if you will. And what I also realized, too, and I think maybe COVID taught me this, is this is where I am right now, and this is what works. And by the way, it's not going to be rooted in cement. You know, it's probably a year flies by faster than I think any of us ever realized. And if in a couple of years it's something else, so be it. Right? Mm-hmm. We can, you can pivot. So. Yep. 
Yeah, we all learned that last year, so didn't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michelle, what do you see for the next season of your life? Yeah, I, I can't. I cannot believe that tomorrow is October. I just, oh my! It's absolutely amazing to me. Um, but I can see for the next season. I want to keep bringing pe- great people on the bus so that I can carve out a little bit more time here and there to be creative. So balancing out even more um, the work time versus, uh, you know, creative downtime, whatever, um, and just finding more people to support our efforts. That for me is, is my goal for the next, for this next season. And um it's important, you know, it's important as much as possible for business owners to be able to do that. And it can be a challenge, uh, especially right now, because uh, as all of, you know, those of you that have businesses, you know, it's, it's challenging finding people. Um, and it will, you know, that will change, but it's, uh, it's challenging. That's <laughs> but yeah, finding more people to put good people to put on the bus and, carve out more creative time or me time or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's my next looking at my next season while maintaining, you know, good clients. Right. We're not losing any ground on your profession. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Sam, what about you? Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of what I'm excited about is something. So let's start here. I don't feel like we sometimes get a choice in when the seasons change right? Uh, We don't really get a choice. And sometimes they catch us off guard, like we just talked about with October happening. Um, So this week, I kind of had some things dropped on my lap suddenly that I'm actually kind of excited about because I had stepped away from some of the development, like the day-to-day development of some of our upper management people. And I, that's why I got excited about operations in the first place. So I think for me, you know, the next season holds this idea of maybe this is where I needed to be anyway, right? Like maybe we wouldn't be in some of the situations that we're in if if different development had been happening along the way. And so, you know, I'm excited to be able to do that. And then, you know, then I think about the season after that, which is how do I create or help develop people that can then do that after me, right? So that would give me some even more flexibility. And Elizabeth, I liked when you said, um, you know, that we get what we have you know, we have what we have at the time that we do because we can. Um, and so for me, I'm thinking like, okay, my kids are going to be in high school in a few years. I've got some years to wait, but, you know, <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I'm excited to be the chaperone, you know, like I'm excited to be able to do that, but I know that I have to put in the work to be able to get there. So we even talked about earlier, you know, how do we manage it all and all of that? I know that the sacrifices now will give me the opportunities that I, that I need to have, that I want to have so badly um, because my parents were able to do those things for us. And so I'm excited to have the opportunity to be able to set myself up to keep making the sacrifices when it's right and give me the flexibility then that I need for me and my family. Yep. It's a great way to put it. Kristen, why don't you answer that question? Mm. You know, it's funny as everyone's talking, I keep changing my answer. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's true too. Oh yeah. I like that <laughs> um, and the reality is, I mean, the whole different seasons present different opportunities. It, again, really is. It's a, it's a beautiful way to paint that picture. Mm. Um, you know, for me, 
I never thought at this point I would be ready to kind of start wrapping up this particular journey I'm on, but I've got a daughter getting ready for college and then two years for my second and two years for my third. And, you know, when we started this business, um, I deliberately did not go insane, crazy, 100% business because I wanted to be the room mom. I wanted to be the PTA president. I wanted to be there for my kids. And so our first, I don't know, eight years or so, it wasn't that I wasn't working hard, but I wasn't putting the pedal to the metal. And as I got older, it was like, okay, we're going to cross that million dollar line if it freaking kills me. <laughs> and now we've done that. And I'm like, okay, so now I can say I, that was my goal when we bought is to make sure we could cross the million dollar line. And now we've done that. And now I'm like, okay, what's next? And I always feel like, I always like to ask adults, like, so what do you want to be when you grow up, right? Mm-hmm. And then when somebody asks me that, I'm like, oh, that's a really good question. I never really thought about what I want to be when I grow up because I just want to keep doing things that are fun, right? And so for me, my goal in the next three to five years is to wrap up my Molly made, however that happens to be, whether that be passing it along, whether that's selling it, and really focus on what makes me happy and feel feel good, which is devoting time to people like me, like us, who say, hey, I need to do something different. I need to do something for me. I need to be able to prove to myself that I can set a goal and achieve it because life is too short. Your kids grow so fast. And Sam, you're going to see it. I mean, seriously, seven years old, that in one way seems like it was a lifetime ago. And in another way, it seems like it was 10 seconds ago, right? And so... um, I just think that it's time for me to other people realize the opportunities that are out there, help them achieve it. And I want to go to that happy place for me where I can be creative because I used to be, and then you get bogged down. Right. And so you feel that like bubbling up, like I've got to get back to where that is. I need to get back to my happy place. So the next three to five years for me is going to be transitioning so that I can really help launch pillars to go forward in new and creative ways and focus more on that really than just, you know, this business. This is a great type of business for moms. I mean, and there are so many great business models out there for moms who want to have a career and they want to be able to still be involved in their kids' lives, right? There are no nights, no weekends. It's fantastic. And I think there's so many great franchise models out there. If you're, a woman today and you either have kids or you're considering having kids and you're just wondering how you're going to make it all happen. Oh my God. Franchising has so many great models that can help you do that. Great. That is so exciting when you have all the different answers because everybody's got a little bit of a different perspective. So we yeah. want to thank all of our guests for coming on and sharing your stories and experiences and Wait abilities. To multiple- Wait a we're going to be go. We're going to be back. Don't worry about it. David's got to get a chance to chime in. And and I actually do have two comments. One to Sam, like when you're going chaperoning, as somebody who's been there, take a baseball bat, especially if you had girls. <laughs> yeah. And or, Kristen. Or a water balloon. Yeah. I got now, one, one quick. I got one quick comment. You can go from 80 hours a week to eight to four to zero. Yeah. <laughs> Just plan ahead. So that's so true. And, and and my comment to Kristen, you said you asked all the adults around you. How is it you didn't pick the advice of an adult of where to go? 
<laughs> I'm working on it, Fred. I'm working yeah, on I it. We both know no one claims I'm an adult, so that's all good. So shall we take yeah. a shout out there with, with Elizabeth? Let her take our next shout out. Yeah, let's do it. What do you got, sister? All right, so we are going to, yeah, as we said, launch the magazine. So if you have not gotten on the website and subscribed, do that now because you were going to be getting an email early next week with the first issue in it, and we want everybody to be able to get it and give us feedback and get excited with us. So on the website, subscribe, give us your email. We will send it out to you and um, cross our fingers that everything goes off without a hitch. How about that? Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, up next, right, Fred, David is coming up. There he is. There he is. There he is. I, holy cow. I just, I appeared and I wiped out both Elizabeth and Ray. So, yeah. do I get bonus points for that? You're bigger than life today. <laughs> You're bigger than two people. David, well, so you had this amazing life, you and your wife, with all these, talk about, like, a tug and pull of priorities, right? Yeah, yeah, crazy journey. Um, boy, listening to uh, all the ladies um, brought back so much um, when we first started. Um, Sam, at the very end, hit two words that I had written down, and that was sacrifice and flexibility. And, you know, you're talking about 28, almost 30 years ago when we started. So it was a little bit, wasn't, it was different. Right. And so for Lynn, the, the toughest thing, I think no matter what, ladies, and maybe you guys can disagree with me, but there is a maternal instinct that kicks in. And back then, there was also a little bit of a stigma that that the female should be there for her kids. Right. Well, we open up these crazy restaurants, work in all these hours, multiple, multiple, multiple locations. And, you know, so poor Lynn's trying to battle you know, people, you know, are people looking at me like I'm not a good mother while she's running yeah. this business, while she's running crazy? And it, and it, I felt bad for her. And then the other, the other thing that she had, to, you know, but the good part about it was she had the flexibility to be there for her kids when they, when they needed. So while it was crazy, she had that flexibility. So I thought Sam hit on both those things. But one of the things that, um, and, and I was going to ask the ladies, I was thinking about this is, what it, what it did really affect her was her kind of her inner circle of friends. Because unless there were other people that were in that mode, yeah. they couldn't relate to what she was going through. Yep. It, I mean, is that accurate? I mean, I, I felt so bad for her because she went so many years without really having a friend, right? <laughs> because we just dove into our work and then we had to take care of the kids. We dove into our work, took care of the kids. Well, a little bit easier for, for a guy, I think, because as we were going to meetings, I had all my business associates, and even though we did this together, Lynn was always known as Dave's wife, right. which used to drive me crazy and drove her nuts. Um, but so I had those interactions, but, but she didn't. And, and even those interactions, even in business, we could take those out of business, but Lynn didn't have that because as soon as she got done with work, she had to go deal with kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good point, and I'm very proud of you as a, as a man to recognize that. <laughs> That's why you're that's why you're a leadership guy, because I think in you know Kelly probably for you too because you you raised your kids from infants right up to adulthood right I mean I think women need to have deeper relationships and did you find that to be a challenge for you as well because I know it is for me you know I will say as I think back I 
I probably parted ways with some friends for the reasons that David said. They they didn't under someone said that they didn't understand. Your your schedules just don't mesh. Priorities yeah. don't mesh. I mean, you could say that you could cancel at the last minute with another mom because something happened and they'll understand as opposed to another woman, you know, is gonna get bent out of shape and then, you know, I you know, where's father and blah blah blah, you know, type of thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Can I, I just wanted to jump on that for a second. So that's another reason that I feel really fortunate in a family business. My sister and I are really, really close. We haven't always been, but um, in our adult lives, we have been very close. And I think that that's something that I am so fortunate to be able to be a part of because we can connect on the business level. Our kids are the same ages. We live in the same area. Um, But I agree, David. I think that uh, you know, I've had like chunks of time, almost like seasons of relation, like friendships, right? Yeah. So when my kids went to a certain daycare, I had a group of daycare mom friends that we would try and go out once a month and get together. And then we switched daycares. And now like I, we kind of try and pretend like we're still connected, but we're not, you know, we just yeah. aren't. And then I have my sort of, you know, great clips people. And when we're together, we're all business. You know, we're talking about business the whole time. We know about each other's lives, but it really is different. And you do have to be really intentional on making those connections and keeping those connections because it is so hard. And Kelly, like you said, canceling things or like people that just don't understand, well, I'm sorry, I have to take this call, yeah. right? Um, it, it's hard for sure. Yeah. I used to have a girlfriend, um, and she's still a girlfriend, but kind of like you guys described, right, they, they kind of ebb and, ebb and flow, like your circles, and usually, so my one girlfriend started out when we were friends, she was unemployed, and she loved that I was self-employed, because she'd be like, hey, can you go to lunch? I'm like, oh, yeah, I can go to lunch now, right? We take off, we go to lunch, maybe we have a cocktail, and I come back, and she'd go home, and it was great, right? Or i just take off for the rest of the day, and we go do whatever we want to do. Then she got a job. And her job is like Monday through Friday, really strict schedules. And I never see her. We'll pass by each other on the street and wait. But there's not really that time, that common time that you can have. And I think it's really sad. And most of my friends, so long as you don't switch sports teams, right, those are your friends. Like I have my hockey mom friends and I have my baseball mom friends for both teams. But then as soon as somebody switches to another team and you swear you're going to be friends, after right but you're not it's not the same you don't spend time together you recognize each other you like each thing on Facebook but you're not really buddies anymore right it's it's really sad so I think it's great that you recognize that David and hopefully you know as more and more women get into franchising they try to make and take that time that they need to keep their circle of friends my final question for you ladies and Michelle start with you um, knowing all that we know today as being women in business for so long, do you feel, this is normally your dad's question, Sam, do you feel like this is a great time for women to get into franchising or into business? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, having a business or having a franchise is one of the best ways for a woman to make her own way and possibly hopefully set her own schedule or try to make it work around her family's schedule. And I think that, you know, the pandemic showed businesses that, hey, you need to be more respectful of family 
time and challenges and daycare and all of those things that go in, you know, commuting time and all of those things that go into making a family work. Um, I, but having said that, I, you know, there's a lot of employers that are still very slow, either, either willfully or just because of circumstances or how the business is, it, you know, they're going to have, it's going to be slow for them to steer that, you know, move that entire ship, right? Sure. So yeah. COVID has shown that businesses need to be more flexible, but franchising, I think, and business ownership is still going to be one of the best ways that women can make their own life schedule, et cetera, as much as possible and just really take, take charge, you know? Sure. Kelly, what about you? Do you think this is a great time for women coming out of corporate America to make the jump? hundred percent. I mean, I've always thought it was, you know, for uh, in the past and, and going forward, and especially for what Michelle said, you know, um, if, if for women who are working in uh, companies, offices, businesses, whatever, that are not pivoting or changing up the culture and the environment to you know, give flexibility to women, this is one of those ways that they can do that. There are plenty of franchises out there that, you know, they're not emergencies, if you will, yeah. you know, in owning them, but they can create their schedule, like, you know, like Michelle had said, you know, that they can build the business around their family and balance it, you know, and, and you know, and I look at, you know, my daughter who graduated, um, you know, and I look at her and her friends, the independence that they have and how they think, how, you know, how that was cultivated through college and now, you know, in their, you know, first season, if they will, of their career, um, they, I'm not going to say that they demand it, they look for it. That is right. where they go to, um, which is so refreshing and, and wonderful to see. But, you know, I am a big believer of, of women creating their, creating their wealth, owning their independence. Um, you know, and I think it just makes a stronger couple, you know, when they are married and, and, and build their family. So, yes. Absolutely. Sam, how about you? Yeah, you know, I agree with a lot of the points that have been mentioned. I think that it's really, I think it's a really good time for people to make their way, which kind of has been referenced here a little bit. You know, I think one thing, though, that people have to be prepared for sometimes, I think that people get into franchising thinking like, oh, I'm going to have all this flexibility and like set my own schedule and all the things. And then they forget that piece David and I were talking about, right, with that sacrifice piece. And, you know, I think that it's one of those things that you can get so much reward out of being a business owner, being a franchisee and those kinds of things. But you do have to kind of keep your eye on the prize a little bit. And you do have to understand that like, just because you can take the rest of the day off doesn't always mean you should. Uh, and so I think, I think it's a balancing act for sure. Yeah, I think I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I'll tell you on those days I did take off, you, you pay for it the next day. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like vacation, right? Like you work so hard to go on vacation and then you yeah. come back and you're like, and I have double the work. Cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, there's still, I would still rather make money for myself than make money for somebody else. And I think we talked about that on the show for sure. And, um, Listen, I just want to thank all of you for coming on. Obviously, Sam Regis for coming on. Kelly, thank you for coming on. I'm not even going to try to slaughter your last name because I've heard you say it twice now. Can you please repeat it for me? Prompted. Okay, yeah, I still am not going to get that. So I need you to spell it. Next time we meet, I'm going to have you clap it out for me in syllables. 
I'll phonetically uh, next time on my card. Yes, that yeah. will help me. Yes. And Michelle Rumpel, as always, it's so great to see you. I'd like to thank Heidi Seamster uh, for being behind the scenes, helping us get the show going. And uh, please be sure to join us, like us, and share us. Comment on the episode. As always, thank you to Ray Pillar, David Kajanik, and Jerry Akers, our Million Dollar Mentors, for their insight and wisdom. And I'm Kristen Shelmessy, your fourth Million Dollar Mentee. And together, we are your resource for franchising success. We help you buy and grow your franchise to make your dreams a reality. This is Ben Pillars of Franchising, and your dream starts here. Thank you. Thank you for I'm <laughs> <laughs>